Welcome to Live Well Anyway. I'm your host, Mackenzie Kappa. If you're new here, this is a podcast geared towards women who want to feel healthy, look good, and stay organized. We tend to lean a little bit crunchy, but want to stay modern and pulled together at the same time. We talk a lot about planning, beauty, wellness, hobbies, and everything in between. We're real women doing our best to live well anyway in the midst of life's chaos. I'm so glad you're here. And today, Katie and I are doing a deep dive on all of our favorite content from 2022. So we talk about books and shows and podcasts and my extensive YouTube list and all of the things that we have consumed this year that have been our favorites. So it's a really fun episode, I think, packed with a lot of different things. If you're just like looking for something new or want to hear our thoughts on some of the things that we consume this year, this is the episode for you. I also want to talk about some plannery things for a minute here because a lot of us are in that mode where we're trying to pull things together for the new year. We're wanting to think about what our goals and resolutions are and all of that kind of thing. And I've got a couple of different things that might be able to help you out with that. So I have a couple of videos on my YouTube channel, which you can find at youtube.com slash Mackenzie We are currently working through power sheets and talking about planning over in the Live Well Anyway Facebook group, which is completely free to get into. And you can find that at facebook.com slash groups slash Live Well Anyway. And I am also opening up a limited number of spots for coaching for the new year. So this is a coaching opportunity that I have available from the last week of December so we can get you prepped for January, also in early January, if that is a better fit for you. So I have a limited number of these spots where I meet with women one-on-one. We do a Zoom call. We talk about everything that is on your plate that you're trying to get together. We can really customize it to you because these are one-on-one calls. And then I pull together the best resources for you. I help you make a plan and we meet together for another coaching call to help you get on your way. So if that is something that you feel like would be seriously helpful to you. You just want somebody to come alongside you and help you make sense of all of the things that are going on in your life, then I would love to help you. So the way that you can get on that list is actually by DMing me on Instagram. So if you look for me at Mackenzie Coppa, send me a little message. You can even just say hashtag coaching and I will chat with you on there. We'll see if it's a good fit for you and then we can move forward if it's something you're interested in. So again, look for me on Instagram at Mackenzie Kappa and just shoot me a DM, hashtag coaching, and we can chat about how I can help you into 2023. All right, without further ado, let's get into our favorite content of the year with me and Katie Duckett. Welcome back, Katie. Hi. So I guess a disclaimer here I'm giving to all of our listeners right from the get-go is that Katie and I have both been battling sickness stuff. So we're going to try to not like hack and cough through this whole episode. Yeah. And I, I'm glad I have some voice right now. I've been yeah. concerned that it would be completely gone between the, um, I was in a choral concert this weekend and then my son's basketball games yelling as much as I have to yell in those games. I keep straining my <laughs> As you have to yell. Well, I have to. And these are know, the words wow. of a non-voice actor. Be like, I'm so sorry, honey. I'm on vocal rest. I'll be giving you thumbs up. <laughs> That's what it's gonna be. Nope. Yeah. I am very loud. Very yes. Loud. Yeah. 
Well, I I didn't know if it was just like you were getting sick or if it was from all those things. So in some ways I'm relieved, but hopefully you're, yeah, you're not going to just like totally go down with something. I know. (laughs) (sighs) There are good reasons to be losing your voice. I think so. Yeah. But we are here this week to do our favorites of the year. So we do favorites episodes throughout the year, but this one is kind of like our wrap up, looking back at all of our, you know, favorite, especially I think this this one's mostly content related. We've done a lot of episodes where we talk about different products we like and things like that. And we might mention a little bit of that. But I think we're mostly going to be talking about like our favorite books and shows and podcasts and YouTube and classes we've taken and all of that kind of thing. So I always think that's a really fun episode, especially when I look back and I really think about like, well, what content did I consume this past year? And so I don't know. I just maybe this is just like a totally selfish episode where I go back and like do my own wrapped of the year. (laughs) Which I will say, I am still totally annoyed with my boys specifically for ruining my Spotify wrapped. Oh, my daughter ruined mine. It it kids bop kids came up first. I was like, no. Oh man. Have you seen the clip they did? I think it was on the Daily Show. And it was like parents lamenting how bad their Spotify wrapped was for the year. (laughs) And then there's this one guy who's talking about it and he's like lamenting with all of these parents and then at the end he's like yeah my wife is due with our baby in a couple of months and they're like wait a minute you don't have a child yet like why why were you listening to frozen all year that doesn't make any sense that's hilarious yeah but that's what I felt like and there were categories that I didn't even realize were a thing like sad rap like what guys Sad rap is one of our top genres. <laughs> this is really disturbing for That's me. Funny. And then there was like one song that Judah had listened to like 66 times in one day on February something or other. I was like, wow. Oh my gosh. You guys. And then That's Roman, funny. it was all like, there's this guy, Harris Heller, who does royalty free music that you can put on your YouTube videos. And that was like my top listens for the year was all of oh Harris Heller's YouTube video stuff. So yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's nice. Yeah. I'm going to have to do my own introspective wrapped for the year to figure out what <laughs> I listened to and watched and everything. So that's, that's what this is. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we will start with books. And I split mine into two different categories. So I have like my nonfiction slash memoir section and then my fiction. So I did too. Okay, good deal. Okay, what is your your top book of the year? I don't know if you have, if you split them up that way. Fiction or nonfiction? Uh, Either one. Okay, well, my top fiction book of the year is A Man Called Ove by Frederick Buechner. I just loved it. Nothing topped it. It. I don't know if it's the time of the year when I read it, and it just like hit me. It's he's the main character is sort of like a grumpy old man 
and he's sarcastic and it just caught me as hilarious his take on life and people's reactions to him when you absolutely knew how the other people were feeling but he's reading it one way and it just I just thought it was so clever so I loved it you told me about it before and I have it and every yeah. time I go to read a new book, I'm like, oh, should I read it? Or is it going to be? I don't I just I need to dive in, especially because the movie is going to be coming out. So I just yes. need to do it. You yes. really, really just need to do it. Yeah. Um, but I yeah. would say I have not loved other subsequent Frederick Buechner books that yeah. I've read. So this one just sort of stands alone to me. I don't love his style. I don't love his other books at all. So yeah. this one just by far is my favorite of his. So I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. And I read a ton of Jodie Picoult, lots of them. And I like her books a lot. But A Man Called Oh, just really, it still stood out. It was my number one. All right. Okay. If we are going to dive into the fiction first, I'm looking at this list here. I wouldn't say it was like my best year for fiction by far. I think I enjoyed a lot more of the like the memoir-driven books and that sort of thing this year than I did fiction. I really liked Meet Me in Monaco by Hazel Gaynor and Heather Webb. And even saying that, I'm like, oh, I really do want to go back and find their other books because they've written a couple of other historical fiction books that I would like to read of theirs because I think they do a really good job of like the research and making it feel real and making it feel like you're learning something along the way. So I would like to read more of theirs. But I remember reading Meet Me in Monaco and thinking this was a book that you needed to read. So that almost, it almost made it more exciting to me to read. I don't know if I would have liked it as well if I hadn't been thinking the whole time, like, Katie would love this. (laughs) (laughs) I know it's so silly, but it's true. Like, she would really (laughs) get off on them talking about all this perfume. (laughs) All these flowers. It was interesting how deep a perfume artist goes. Yeah. All the notes. And like that was absolutely the way she would take a memory and Mm -hmm. she would like design a scent around that to capture all those like that. Whoa. She had me. That was amazing. Yeah. And see, I knew you would feel that way. (laughs) So I was like, yeah, I got to read this so I can really recommend it to her. Yeah. yeah. The only thing I would say about it is that the main love guy, yeah. I was with the way she wrote him as very sloppy and all this stuff. I just kept thinking he was a side character, not going to be like them. I just, that threw yeah. me off. He wasn't written like your traditional lead love. Yeah. Character. Yeah. You know well, I- the whole love story and the way that it plays out, I think, is not typical. Yeah. And, For me, though, I do think that sort of resonated with where I was at at the time. And like, maybe it's just not for right now. And that so, yeah, I thought that that was interesting to. Yeah, it was not your typical love story at all. Uh -uh. Uh -uh. But I kind of appreciated that about it. Even the perfumist, or what? what's her technical title? I don't so, know. Anyway, she is French, but yeah. she comes across in the, the French slash rude way. And so mm-hmm. it was yeah. kind of hard to understand her character for me. Yeah. And then she was paired with this 
the it just yeah it was non-traditional but I'm not sure I bought it a hundred percent yeah yeah I could see that I do think though that the way the love story went it did sort of make sense to me that it didn't all come together the way that I thought it would in a regular book yeah so yeah yeah but for ones that do come together <laughs> the way that you would completely expect reading the chance of the lifetime series by Kate Claiborne I really love her stuff and it was I love a series that kind of like tells each book is from a different perspective but all the other characters are woven in so you get to still see the continuation of their stories but not have it be fully focused on them. And so I thought that was a really fun, lighthearted series, even though it dealt with like some difficult topics and stuff. So I, I did end up reading all three of those and really enjoyed it. I didn't know you finished them. Yeah, I did. So I finished the last one a few weeks ago and yeah, I really did like them, but then I went and I've gone back and tried to read this one other one of hers, but every time I try to start reading it, I get caught because it seems like the whole book is going to be from high schoolers' perspectives. And that's a really hard place for me to like put myself there. Yeah. Yeah. I I'm, have those living in my house. Yeah. <laughs> I'm good. I don't yeah, need to. I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> Especially because it was like from a high school boy perspective, which is exactly what I've got a here. Woman so, a high school boy perspective. Yeah. I don't know. And don't why? Know. Why <laughs> we don't we don't need that? So, they don't even know why they're thinking, they're right? Thinking. Yeah, <laughs> I completely That's agree. Yeah, yeah, I might I might skip that. Yeah, late. yeah. Okay, ladies, we are going to take a quick break to talk about one of my favorite sponsors, Caraway Home. You guys, their stuff is so beautiful. I never knew that cooking could be the experience that it is until I got my Caraway cookware, which I have their Dutch oven and their saute pan, and it changed my world because my food doesn't stick. They're also completely non-toxic, so I don't have to worry about toxic materials like PFAS, PTFE, PFOA, or any of those other hard-to-pronounce chemicals leaching into my quality ingredients that I really work to get for my family. I can just have that peace of mind that I am cooking in healthy cookware that works amazingly well and is also beautiful because they come in all kinds of different colors. I have the cream. They look so beautiful in my kitchen. These are pieces that are going to last me for so many years to come. I just absolutely love my caraway cookware and they have actually extended their holiday event, you guys, so you can get their non-toxic kitchenware at the best prices. You can save up to 20% on all Caraway products, including their internet famous non-toxic cookware set. And for the first time ever, you can now save on Caraway's food storage, which is also beautiful and non-toxic, their tea kettle, and their mini cookware. This exclusive deal won't last long, so make sure to shop your favorite colors and products while you still can. It's time to ditch the chemicals with Caraway Homes non-toxic kitchenware collections so you can make healthier cooking a piece of cake. And Caraway has the entire kitchen in mind, from cookware to bakeware, the tea 
tea kettles that I mentioned, and their latest release of food storage, which I really can't wait to get my hands on. Plus, all their sets come equipped with easy access storage solutions, so there's no stacking required. You're not going to misplace any lids. They've really thought of everything and created such a beautiful, high-quality, non-toxic product. So visit carawayhome.com to take advantage of their Cyber Season event and score up to 20% off your next purchase of non-toxic kitchenware. This deal won't last long, so visit carawayhome.com to shop all of their incredible products for up to 20% off this holiday season. Caraway. Were there other ones besides all the Jodi Picoult books that you read that you enjoyed? Well, I, yeah, lots of them, but um, the but not ones that like made your list. No, I just my list is very, very brief. I just okay. put it to a man called Ove, and then everything kind of fell under that. But uh, the Jodi Picoults, I just I really enjoy her as an author because she is she's a good writer, which mm-hmm. I feel like it's rare that I'm yeah like high level uh, fiction driven story. You're, it's usually just kind of. Um, mediocre and formulaic and it's fine that's what I'm yeah. looking for when I fall asleep but Jodi Picoult she makes you think um, I really enjoy her writing there's always twists um, and she goes very deep into the subject of whatever it is like Mad Honey is the one that came out in September or October but recently and it's about um, an apiary and you learn so much about bees like things yeah but what she does is she ties in the study of bees like she ties it into how that applies like the queen bee would then relate to her characters in a way and she does it very subtly but there's some depth there that I appreciate so I like that for that yeah I really need to try some of her stuff out for sure I haven't dabbled with it yet but I love when an author does that and you really feel like you're learning something Yes. And I have to say this as an aside, um, you can edit this out perhaps, (laughs) but one one of hers that I just read was about a school shooting. And with what happened last week, I felt a different level of panic because I had just spent so much time from the perspective of the school shooter, but also victims, but you just wound it so well that when we had like a real life panic situation I was having a hard time like extrapolating okay that was fiction that was fiction yeah, yeah. You know I mean? like, it was a little too close for me yeah, so I yeah would that's that. probably not one I would read no I would skip that one for yeah. now just situation yeah. well and it, just because we've brought it up we'll just go ahead and say that okay so my son's high school last week had a hoax call go into police that there was an active shooter in the school and that six people had already been killed. And this exact same message went out in Missoula, Montana, about a school over there. A couple of hours later, it went out in the Tri-Cities. And so it it was happening to all of these different schools within like a three-state radius. Um, but they didn't know, obviously, at the time. And they so they treated it as though it was an active shooter in the building, which I'm glad they did, but it was still, um, I don't know. I think it's obviously, it's very alarming. I didn't hear about it until Katie asked me, have you heard from Roman? And it was like, why would I be hearing from Roman? And so it obviously, you know, 
was a very scary situation and they identified it as a hoax pretty quickly, but I didn't feel like the school district did a very good job of communicating with parents or students. And I think it really sort of poked a lot of holes in the current procedures that they have for if something like that were to have happened. Um, Even just things like they were at lunch and there didn't seem to be like a really great plan for how to get them all protected. There were just teachers running out saying, get into a room. And they all ran into the nearest classroom. So they just had classrooms packed wall to wall with kids sitting on the floor. And they didn't even know like what kids were in what classrooms or where they were in the building. And Yeah. So that and they didn't let the kids know for over an hour, even once they'd announced it to the parents that it was a hoax. They didn't let the kids know that it was like that it was okay, And so that was, you know, it was just it was a lot. It was a lot, a lot of uh, emotions to go through in a very short period of time. Yeah. So absolutely. The Jody Picoult book is called 19 Minutes, just in case anyone else is sensitive to that and needs yeah. to avoid one. <laughs> Don't yeah. read that one. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's one I'll skip, but maybe one yeah. read one about bees. <laughs> yeah. 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 That one was, they're all challenging in, a, you know, like this one, it, it didn't provide empathy for the shooter, but it was his mom. It was told mm-hmm. through the lens of his mom and one of the victim's moms. And you do have empathy for the mom who also is caught off guard and didn't yeah. see things, but she's not the one who made the decision to do this. And so it just, it, it challenges you on some level. Her books always yeah. sort of do, and they make you think more broadly and more deeply than, than you might typically on different subjects. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I will just talk about the other couple of fiction ones that I liked from this year. Um, The Last Bookshop in London. Did you read that? You did. Okay. I really, I mean, I love a good bookshop book. And this one I thought was interesting because it was more about like the female involvement in World War II that I didn't know about. That like these women who were out there at night dealing with the bombings in London and stuff that I just I thought that was very intriguing like a whole aspect of it that I had no idea about yeah so that was some of the like deeper darker reading but it was still like it was very good and there was like a light love story throughout it but it wasn't the centerpiece and so I just I did really enjoy that one and then I really, I had started reading this book years ago and then put it down and I picked it back up this last year and it was The Knockoff by Lucy Sykes. And it's about a gal who was a editor-in-chief at a major fashion magazine. And she goes away, I think for like six months to battle breast cancer. And when she comes back, there's been another gal put in charge who's much younger, who is turning the magazine into an app instead of, oh, or a website or something. Yeah. Yeah. And so kind of the, the battle of the generations that they have, but it, yeah, it was very interesting. You don't really know what's going to happen all the way throughout it. And I really sort of appreciated the way they dealt with this subject matter. And it was really interesting because we are in this time now of like, 
magazines are shutting down. Like it, they aren't what they used to be and people don't buy them anymore. And, you know, so it, it was really, it was kind of poignant as I feel like it's a lot more apparent these days that magazines are something that now have, are, are becoming a thing of the past. So yeah, yeah, yeah I thought it was interesting. Staple of my teen years, like, yeah. 17 before I was 17 so that I looked 17 yeah 17 like just those little yeah. moments feeling that like oof, yeah that's not a thing anymore is it mm-hmm. we don't have the, everything is online yeah now I was that <laughs> geeky uh I wouldn't say I was geeky but this is kind of geeky I was that geeky teenager who had subscriptions I can't believe I'm gonna admit this right now to InStyle and Martha Stewart living that's hilarious yep (laughs) yes I did I had National Geographic well then now I feel better I devoured that one and then I would lightly read like the hairstyles and the makeup and like all of that other stuff but it was yeah, National Geographic was where it was at for me. <laughs> Very okay. I feel so much better now. All right. Yes. I really loved like the crafting and the like I made I remember making truffles in high school <laughs> because I had seen it in Martha Stewart Living. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Okay. My final fiction is the newest installment of the American Royals series. And then I also read yeah. Inheritance, which was like the little prequel that I yeah. hadn't read before. But yeah. I really liked the third book. And I thought it left on like such a crazy cliffhanger. I'm dying for the next book to come out. I I did really enjoy that one. Yeah, I did too. I forgot about those. Yeah. Those were really good. Yeah. So that was a good one. Okay. Moving on to nonfiction. Okay. Where, what, it, what was your top nonfiction of the year? My top nonfiction of the year was Aggressively Happy by oh, Okay. Clarkson. Yeah. But then the second one is um, Giving Your Words by Sally Clarkson, which came out last month. So it's a newer to this year one. I haven't read it many times over. Like I haven't. Yeah. But, um, but it's excellent. I really. Oh, I bet it is. That sh- this one feels like um this one feels like just a collection of all of her ideologies and thoughts and about sharing speaking out sharing out your words and um and living them out but also like taking those opportunities to say the things mm. and um, it, i just i it's it's timely in my life because i feel so in some ways it's, I just feel so full and I just kind of want to shut down a little bit mm. and it's just a reminder to keep, you know, the, especially with all the teenagers in my house, it's easy to just feel like, Oh my gosh, enough talking like noise. And yeah. <laughs> these are like really critical days to be saying the things and to not stop saying the things while they're still in your house. And so I, I just have loved it. Okay. Yeah. I, I have not read that yet and I will definitely have to check it out. And I really enjoyed aggressively happy too. And I got to have joy on the podcast. If you guys want to go back and listen to that episode, it was episode 87 from June. Um, but she was really fun to interview and I listened to the audiobook. Actually, I remember I was listening to the audiobook while I was working that race that shell put on. (laughs) 
and I had to like stand there and make sure people were going in the right direction. But really, I was just listening to Joy's book. Yes, so, and you caught Callan cutting across the. Field. I did. I was like, I see you, and he had that like <laughs> look Milky. on his face. <laughs> he was not expecting somebody to be there. <laughs> Who knows his mother? I love it. Yeah, <laughs> he was so trying to hang with the older kids. And... Yeah. And they were so far gone already. But there he came, sneaking across there. It was and pretty this funny. is the story of his life, the fourth boy dead. <laughs> yeah. And you have to find ways to make it look like you're hanging in. Yeah. You're clearly not. You're being left behind. For sure. Oh. <laughs> Poor guy. <laughs> Poor guy. That's rough. One of these days, though, we were just talking before the podcast started about like the length of your boy's pants. So they have to be 36 inch inseam. One of these days he's going to get there. And well, we always say, like, you're going to be the tallest. And the yeah. other people not like it at all. They're like, no, he's not. That's <laughs> he's funny. Not gonna be him. And he's like, oh, it's going to be me. <laughs> he's so- got to He's got to talk it up. Well, he can. <laughs> Poor guy. Oh, no. oh man okay my top book of the year for fic or nonfiction, it was memoir I think is Managing Expectations by Minnie Driver okay it was so good so entertaining the essays are long I mean you are really committing some time to one story but just hearing it in her voice and like really hearing kind of you see how she's gotten where she is and she goes all the way back to when she was in elementary school and her mom sent her away to this boarding school but the boarding school was only like a mile from their house (laughs) and the mom still had her live there yeah yeah And she talks about like how she would run away from the boarding school and like she was just this precocious little person with this wild hair. And like you can just see like at one point she goes and she hides in a tree on the property and the headmaster who she just loved the headmaster guy, but he comes and he just like sits under the tree and talks to himself for a while and then and like kind of talks to the tree And then he goes back, but never like specifically looks up at her like, come on, get out of the tree. Like he just like handles it in this very kind way. And she like she sang from a very young age and got on TV for singing and like makes this whole thing. I I, like it was just so interesting. And she even goes into like her relationship with Matt Damon and how that ended and like what that meant to her at the time and then having um i think she has a son and like what it was like to have her son and it it was just it was all so interesting and like she lives or like her dad i think he was in the caribbean and she goes and stays with him for a summer but she's just being super difficult and he's like that's it i'm sending you back to your mom in london And he just buys her a ticket to fly to, I think, Miami. And she's like 11 or 12. And she has to do it all alone. And she has to stay in Miami for 24 hours at a hotel by herself. And it is like the craziest 
story. And yeah, it was just, it it was so good. And she does such a good job of telling it. And she's a very good writer. So I really, really enjoyed her memoir. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Did she first meet Matt, Matt Damon on the Goodwill Hunting? Did she know him before that? Or was that? No, the- I, it. I'm pretty sure I'm like 99% sure it was Goodwill Hunting mm. they met on. But That's- yeah, it was it was very interesting. Yeah. Okay. I recommend. I'll put it on my list. Yeah. But you have to listen to it. Okay. Celebrity memoirs have to be listened to. There's just no two bones about it. <laughs> okay. What was your favorite nonfiction? Or you already told me the, those two. Did you have another one? Okay. My second was, um, I guess I haven't learned that yet by Shauna Nyquist. That was excellent. It was so good. And especially for somebody who like really wishes they had moved to New York when they were young. Like, I still want to move to New York someday. I'm like, okay, I have 10 years until Ellie graduates and then I can move. Um, And it was just like this picture of living in New York where I think if you listened to something by someone who's lived in New York all their life, they wouldn't really be able to tell you the differences between what it's like to live in like a normal suburban place and what it's like to live in New York City. But because she's had both experiences, she could really dive into some of those quirky little things that you wouldn't know about that like there's a shop for everything under the sun in New York City. If you want a shop for used, what was it? It was used, um, pen quills like like fountain pens there is a shop for that like there's a shop for every little niche thing that you could possibly be interested in and and it it so swept me up that I don't know if you remember this but I had this very intense dream of moving to New York City like and it so impacted me it was I still like I don't know if I've ever had a dream that was that like specific and clear and like I was planning in the dream for what it would take to move us to New York City and like yeah it was it was a whole thing so I really loved that book well and it was a little bit of a letdown when you woke up yeah yeah tell me about it I was supposed to be starring in Wicked on Broadway so (laughs) what happened here I am like end of the year just scraping by I was supposed to be Elphaba (laughs) <laughs> All right. Fine. Supposed to be painted green every night. Um, okay. But the uh, another book that I really loved, I have two more. Um, and I also listened to them on audio. And it was Colin Jost's A Very Punchable Face. Oh, my word. I laughed so hard, which I should because he's one of the head writers for SNL. But, I mean, it was just... It was so good. And also hearing about like his relationship with Scarlett Johansson, which I think they're just such an interesting pairing. And and he was just hilarious. There's still things that happen today where I'll think of like, oh, Colin Jost talked about something like this in his book. And I will still laugh about it. So it was hilarious. And then I recently listened to Waypoints by Sam Hewen. And I don't, Sam Hewen could read the phone book. 
and I would listen to it. So (laughs) I don't even really know if it's that great of a book, but I enjoyed it because it was Sam Hewen. (laughs) So yeah, those are my top books for the year. Okay. Switching gears for a moment. If you're older than 50, you won't want to miss this. If you're listening to this Gerber Life Guaranteed Life Insurance Sponsorship ad, there's a good chance that you're alive. And if you're not, well, this may not be of interest to you. Now, I know what you're thinking. Life insurance? I'm going to live forever. Death is what happens to other people. Well, for the sake of argument, let's assume you're wrong and that someday you won't be listening to podcasts anymore. I know it's not easy to talk about, so I'll do the talking. If you're 50 plus and alive or 50 to 75 in New York, you can apply for Gerber Life Guaranteed Life Insurance with guaranteed acceptance, regardless of your health. And since this life insurance is guaranteed, you don't have to get a medical exam. In fact, you don't even have to fill out a health questionnaire. For a free quote, just visit GerberLifeFamily.com. Then, when you stop, I mean, if you stop listening to podcasts, your family can use the insurance money to help cover your final expenses or anything else. Your kids already inherited your ears, allergies, and questionable singing voice. Don't make them inherit your final expense tab, too. See website for terms and restrictions. Oh, what should what topic should we move on to next? Um, um well, I have shows, but you don't. I really is, don't. I yeah. just I'm sorry, but I just know you should be. Oh, but... it just cookie um Christmas cookie decorating competition, whatever that is, <laughs> after does that count? Because I've been watching a lot of that. Sure. It it applies yeah. to your life. Okay. Yeah. The yeah. regional one. I love it. Yeah. Okay. Well, there's Katie's show, guys. Show, guys. And I watch it all year long. And yeah. um, <laughs> that's just pretty much where I am. Yeah. That's funny. But you've, you've invested a lot of time into classes. A lot of your oh, content this wow. year has been that's cookie related. My word. It has. Like from last January to mm-hmm. now, to I mean, I. I can't get over what I've taken in and really yeah. all of it from some online classes. So it's, it's remarkable. What was your favorite class that you took? Probably the Christina Tosi. I've um, been getting ads for her class lately. I must have sent it to you. At yeah. some point I think about it every time I'm like, yeah. it's Katie's. Yeah. That's, I did that for you. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I just, what I appreciated the most was her breakdown um, yeah, and then build back up into personalized recipes so that now that's like a skill I have that I can yeah. utilize um, and it helps you helps me so much with troubleshooting like if something goes wrong in a recipe I can pinpoint it yeah so invaluable um, I just I really have appreciated that and as I've gone from like single batch to now like quad batch there's so much more that can go wrong in your creaming process you really have yeah. to yeah the mechanics of how to make a good cookie in order to be able to, you know, do it in larger batches. You have to know, like for instance, when I'm creaming a quad batch, you add your, um, your sugars, your butter, your egg and your vanilla all at once in cream, which is interesting from how you would do a single batch. So it's just, it's, it's been fascinating to learn. And I'm like, I'm just so grateful for the knowledge base that I've yeah taken some time to understand from cookie baking to decorating to packaging to marketing like the whole gamut it's yeah it's, 
It's been a lot. So I would say that Christina Tosi class was foundational for so many reasons. But then I've also taken some, like I have a cricket. I've taken a lot of classes from that. And so I can now do, um, I can, I can make my own stencils. I can make all of my own tags. I can do all sorts of things that would not have even been possible if I hadn't gone through the learning curve of understanding the technology, the machine. Um, and if it's felt slow for a yeah. lot of people, like, you know, there's all these different areas and you had to help me break it down. Like, where do I really yeah. spend my time? Cause I have all these things I want to learn. And yeah. um, especially at the beginning of the year when you were like, I want to do it all now. And you were trying to do it all at the same time. Right. And you were just getting too overwhelmed. Right. My brain can only handle so yeah. much information at one time. And so I would say it's definitely been a year's journey, but taking it slow, learning piece by piece and practicing. Wow. I just, I'm so, I'm so pleased with what I've been able to, um, new skills I've been able to learn and put into place. And it's been yeah. great. So all of it has come through studio or, um, YouTube tutorials and stuff like that and see I would look at it and be like you didn't take it slow you did all that in one year one year you like gave yourself a four-year college education on cookies yeah (laughs) I feel like felt like that and marketing yeah yeah I would say it's the biggest piece of it yeah Um, and that has been wow and that uh, I'm in a group called sugar cookie marketing and that also just spoiler alert that's one of my favorite podcasts I know we're gonna talk about yeah (laughs) but that's very very niche so yes um, but that's called baking it down and we'll talk about that as it comes but that has just been just a wealth of knowledge yeah huge yeah and and really you've been able to like help me with some marketing things and thinking about things because you did that side of it too so yeah, marketing that, apply across the yeah. board. And it's it's yeah, you know, it's been interesting just to and at one point in my college career I was a marketing major, very short stint, <laughs> but I do have a natural interest in it. So it was yeah. kind of cool to pull that back out a little bit. And the reason that I veered from it was there was so much public speaking. It was like, yeah, no, I'm not gonna nope. <laughs> I'd like to be behind the scenes, but I don't want to be a front man with And me. look at you now. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> behind the scenes. <laughs> no. You said it to me. Oh, that's so funny. Okay. Well, I love that. So do we want to jump to podcasts next? And then I can do my little blurb on shows that I've liked, but we could do podcasts since you kind of already mentioned it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the Baking It Down, Sugar Cookie Marketing one, I don't miss. Comes out every Tuesday. I just love it. And they're just little nuggets of... um cookie related marketing or you know how you get how to overcome little troubleshooting things when you have like an online business or um even just mental hurdles and yeah it's and so it's two twins that run it or not two twins they are twins (laughs) (laughs) and they're both marketing majors and they just have one of them has a cookie business and so they just kind of capitalized on this and have you know put themselves in that 
in that little niche and they've just done so well and it's so fun. I really enjoy their personalities and they talk really fast. <laughs> so I have to slow it down. <laughs> That's funny. Depending on what I'm doing. But um, it's designed so that you can listen while you're baking. Like oh, that's nice. why it's, because so often, you know, our hands are busy as bakers or decorators. You don't really have time to, you don't have the time to invest in like yeah. looking or what, you know, watching something, but you can listen. So they've done a good job making it accessible that way. So that's probably my, my favorite, but then, um, I love Glorious in the Mundane, Christy Knuckles podcast. I love that one. I've listened to that one for years, but she's recently come out with some new content. She was on a hiatus for at least okay. a year. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yep. And then Radical by David Platt. That one I, I always listen to as well. I really enjoy his. He's such an expressive preacher. Like it comes across on the podcast so well like he almost gets like fiery and teary and like you just feel it wow (laughs) he's not flat he's a very dynamic creature so I enjoy listening to him those are my top three okay yeah I I went real overboard with all of these lists so I'm so sorry I would say mine are kind of in categories. The two that I mostly listen to for business stuff is Online Marketing Made Easy with Amy Porterfield. I like a lot of the different things that she has to say, but I really kind of like pick and choose which episodes I'm going to listen to if I think they're going to be like more applicable to me. And then I really like Gold Digger with Jenna Kutcher. And it's definitely a businessy podcast, but then she also will throw in like stuff about her health journey and how she's been incorporating more biohacking, or she's the one who I originally heard about cycle syncing from. And so she'll do things that are about her life and a little bit more of that, like mixed in with the business stuff, which I really like and appreciate. So I like that one. And then a lot of my podcast listening is more like a distraction from my life and just stuff that I like to listen to in the car. Um, So I've been a longtime listener to the podcast and I am a Patreon member for them. And so I get to listen to their like weekly breakdown called The More You Know, where they talk about like the movie news from the weekend and all the new stuff that's come out and if there's any drama in Hollywood and like I just I enjoy that and hearing their takes on things and then my other favorite episodes from them are their cinema side piece episodes where they'll like deep dive on a movie and they'll talk about their opinions of the movie but they'll also talk about like background stories and things that you might not know about like when the movie was made and how it was made and like what they paid for the sets and different things like they just did the holiday on their main podcast and it's my favorite movie i love the holiday don't don't judge me whatever and um they talk about how cameron diaz's house is all of the interior shots were filmed on a sound stage they just built like the interiors of this house and it cost them over a million dollars to build this set that didn't even have plumbing. Like it's not a real house and it still cost like over that much money to make just the interiors. 
So I just think that's like wild and fun to hear those kinds of things. And so I love the podcast. I also really love Smartless. Now be warned, there is language and all of that, but it is, oh, now I'm going to not think of all of their names. Will Arnett, Jason Bateman, and why is his name escaping me? Oh my gosh, Sean Hayes. Sean Hayes. Um, And they are all like really good friends in real life. But they do that. They started this podcast during the pandemic and they just they really like razz each other, give each other a hard time a lot. And they one of them will pick a guest and the other two people don't know who is coming on the show. And so they don't find out until right then. And so it's just a really like authentic conversation that they have with whoever this guest is because they haven't really prepared for it. And so it's just a lot of fun and they do a really good job. And I've gotten to hear from a lot of people that they are like friends with in real life, that they've been in movies or TV with, and then people that they don't know. And I just feel like you get a really, maybe it's because they're being talked to by another actor, but you get like a really authentic conversation with them. And it doesn't feel as like interviewee as a lot of podcasts normally do, I think. And so I just, I think it's a lot of fun and they just, they give each other a hard time, which is really funny. And so I like that one. And then um, Armchair Expert is sort of that same sort of thing, but a little more preparation goes into it. So that's, um, oh my gosh, why am I, all my names are escaping me. Dax Shepard. And then he has this gal who's with him too, who I don't remember her name. Um, but you know who Dax Shepard is, right? I do. I okay. Do. And he is so much smarter than he comes across. You wouldn't know it from just thinking of Dax Shepard, I think. Yeah. Um, but he actually has like, oh, why are all words escaping me today? <laughs> he has like an anthropology degree or something like that. Like it's very, he has this very heady college degree and he speaks very eloquently about topics. And I think he does a good job with the people that he's interviewing and like going into their backstory and really hearing like how they grew up and how they got where they are. And so I, yeah, another one, you're going to have to be warned of language, but, um, I do. I think it's it's well done and interesting. I don't listen to every episode, but I pick and choose who I want to listen to. And then the final one that I'll talk about, I know this has been a long list, but it's the one that I definitely feel safe to have on in the car when my kids are in the car and they may not <laughs> love it, but I don't care. And it's the Big Boo cast with Melanie Schenkel and Sophie Hudson. And they really just like talk about their lives. Like it's not even, it's so... It's a, I mean, sort of like what you and I do, I guess, but they just like, they'll just talk about football, which I don't even like football, but I will usually just listen to them talk about football and they'll get so outraged about things. And like, it's just funny to like hear them talk about the college sports that they follow, but then the, the next thing will be like their kids who are coming home from college and how they're dealing with that and how Melanie went and, you know, hung up antlers above her daughter's bed and like you know like it's just like it's so random 
but then they also will do like their five favorite things each week. And it it's just, it's just a fun listen. My girls are kind of, they've gotten used to it being on in the car and they'll be like, oh, is this the big boob cast? I'm like, it's not the big boob cast, but <laughs> yes, this is them. And so, yeah. And I have found that Emerson is getting to this age where she doesn't hate it so much. Like when I'm listening to a podcast instead of putting on music, like she's getting kind of invested and kind of actually listening to what they're saying. And so that's kind of fun, too, that she's sort of turning that corner. I've been meaning to check that one out so much. I'm glad that you said it because I just put it on my list. I want to... I it love just, them. It just sounds fun, light yeah. and fun. Yes, exactly. And they will laugh at each other so hard where it will go silent on the podcast for like a long time where you're going like, are they still there? But <laughs> they are. They're just oh. laughing at each other. And it's just, yeah, I just so really cute. enjoy both of them. And I'm I'm actually a patron of theirs too because they'll do like, where they brought in Melanie's esthetician and talked to her all about skincare and what she recommends. And, you know, they'll like, they'll do stuff like that in their Patreon, which I think is fun. And so, yeah, I really like them. Aww. Okay. As long as I'm on a roll, I'll say my shows and I'll try to make them quick. But my favorite shows of the year were my top one, I think is the bear and language be warned but it is set in chicago at this little like hole in the wall grimy restaurant called the beef and this guy's brother dies and leaves it to him but he was actually off working at like michelin starred restaurants as a chef and then he comes back to take over this little hole in the wall place And so it's like all of these people working there who are like, don't bring your highbrow chef stuff in here. We've run this place the same way for 20 years and you're not going to mess with what we're doing here. And so he has this interesting mix of like being this chef, but then also having come from there and trying to make the changes that he needs to in the restaurant. And it was just it was so well acted it was well written it was well acted he has a one-shot monologue that lasts for like 10 minutes in one of the episodes and he was mind-blowingly good I mean just like acting at its finest and so I really enjoyed the bear Um, bear. what network is that on or how do you I watched it on Hulu I think it was on FX like I said there is language but it is so like they're like real people. I don't know that the acting was just so so out of this world. I I loved it. The whole the whole cast was they worked together so seamlessly, and it was just really really well done. I watched From Scratch. Do you know what that is? Uh-uh. Okay, it's so it's based on a book that Reese Witherspoon green-lighted and it's about this gal who in college she went to Italy and fell in love with this guy and then it's their life together basically and he's a chef and she's an artist and this whole thing but it's a series it was I think it was like 10 episodes and at first I was going my mom was telling me you have to watch it and I was going this is so cheesy it's Zoe Saldana And she actually learns, she had to have learned Italian 
to play this role. But it felt really cheesy in the beginning, but then you get sucked into it and you get sucked into their love story and their relationships with their families. And so it's a heartbreaker, but it was very good. Um, I ended up really liking it. And then um, that was on Netflix, I believe. And then Ted Lasso, just hands down, is yeah, just amazing. So I can't wait well, for season three. There has I was gonna say we haven't had the new season for so long. I know. I yeah, it's they been so long. I think they just finished filming. So oh, yeah, it'll still be a little bit. Probably, I think probably in the spring is what I'm hoping. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, I loved the new season of Bridgerton. It's it's just Bridgerton. Be forewarned if you're sensitive to things. I don't know. It wasn't as scandalous as the first season, but I I just love Bridgerton. I can't wait for the next season to come out. And then Stranger Things. Those are probably my top my top shows. I did watch The Crown and I liked it, but I don't think it would be in my top shows. Okay. So those are my shows. Okay, ladies, we are going to take one last quick break, and I am going to give you a great idea. If you are looking for that hard-to-buy-for woman in your life, or maybe even she's not hard-to-buy-for, but you want to give her a present that she probably won't expect, or you want to do this for yourself heading into the new year so you are starting out just feeling fresh and new and ready to take on the world, then might I suggest that you get a consultation with color guru or buy one for your best friend or your mom or your mother-in-law. I had a consultation last year and I was so happy with it. It was so fun to have them analyze my photos and tell me exactly what color palette works well with my skin, my hair, my eyes. It was so insightful. They do such a good job. They give you these little cards that you can carry around with you when you go shopping so that you can find those best colors for you really easily. They also tell you what metals work well for you. You can even get a hair consultation where they're going to tell you the best color. They will even give you the mix numbers of everything that you need to take to your hairstylist to get exactly the color that they recommend. They'll find the best cut for your face shape. I mean, they really do such a good job of customizing what things are going to look best on you so you can make really confident purchases and decisions about how you're looking and the way that you're presenting yourself. They just take so much of the guesswork out of shopping and getting your hair done and all of those things. So if you want to feel really confident in the clothes that you're wearing and the hair that you're sporting, then I highly suggest that you go to yourcolorguru.com and use the code LIVEWELL to get 10% off. Like I said, I think this is such a fun gift that is going to last the person that you get this for for the rest of their life because their coloring will always be the same. This is that gift that keeps on giving from now to forevermore. So go to yourcolorguru.com Use the code LIVEWELL at checkout to get that 10% off. And then let me know how it goes. If you do it or your best friend does it, I would love to hear the results and hear how it worked out for you. Yourcolorguru.com, code LIVEWELL for 10% off. Okay. What other? I do have one, but it could be or it could be shows. So I'm going to bring it up now in case I'm not sure which way it would go. Because when you said YouTube and I don't have any... I had to think about this and I thought, well, I do watch a show on YouTube, but I don't know if that's okay. Are we going into YouTube? Let's go into YouTube. Okay. 
the hot ones. Oh, yes. Okay. I love the hot ones. And um, my siblings really got us into this. And so at Christmas time, we're doing a the hot ones challenge. Oh, season, I think it's season one. My sister ordered all of season one sauces. You can do that, oh. I guess. And so we're going to have our own the hot ones competition, which will be so, so, so fun. But my favorite one was Paul Rudd. He was by far my okay. favorite the hot ones i don't know if you've seen that episode i but he don't gives, know okay he gives some life advice towards the end of that one that really does change your change your world it okay is, he is so funny and you feel like you know him like when yeah. you episode, the, the interviewer does such a good job of it's just like an ordinary conversation yeah I just feel like you know that actor so much better so much more personally and you see them struggle yeah <laughs> it's so hard to keep it together um but anyway I love that one okay that's a good one I have I've seen sporadic episodes I haven't seen like everything but okay, we'll watch um, the Paul Rudd okay one. I will watch I the Paul Rudd. promise I love Paul Rudd so okay, that's perfect. not an arm twist Okay, I know I've had a lot to say in this episode so far, which is sort of embarrassing when you're like, <laughs> you wow, a lot of <laughs> I really, I consume a lot of content in a lot of different areas. Um, So I will try, I don't know. I, I would say I, I'm going to try to like narrow this down, but I don't know if I can. So I have three different areas of YouTube shows that okay. I, are channels that I love. So my first ones, the ones that I wait every single week for their episode to come out. I love travel like vlogs and people who do a really good job of it. And there is this band of friends who all have their own channels and they're all a little bit different, but I love following all of their channels. So the top one that I love more than all of them is Kara and Nate. And they're this really sweet couple in their 30s and they travel all over the world. They just released an episode this past weekend that I was actually like, oh, I don't know if I'm going to really enjoy this episode, but they are. They were in India and they took the Maharaja's Express, which was like this train that's 23 cars long, and they stayed in a $28,000 suite for a week. And they, I'm sure they the company just let them stay in it because they have over a million subscribers on their YouTube channel. But the chef on the train was hilarious. Oh my word. Judah and I watched it last night and we were dying of laughter because this guy was just like so excited to be a chef and to tell them all about his food. And he was just, he was hilarious. But they do, like they're really good at making really cinematic shots and using drone footage and all this stuff. So they do a beautiful job. And then they have good friends named Eamon and Beck. And Beck this past year actually had breast cancer and went through all of this stuff. But they've documented her whole journey. And now she's in remission and they're traveling again. And they travel in a little bus, not a bus, in a van that they've converted. And okay. so they're fun to watch. By the way, all of these ones that I'm talking about, all these couples recently got together on a silent yacht and then they stayed in a house like in Mallorca for a week and they did a bunch of like footage together. So that was really fun to see them all together too. Um, yeah. Then there's another couple named Raya and Louie and they converted a bus 
and bought property in Costa Rica, but now they're having a baby. So because their house isn't built in Costa Rica, they're moving to London for a year, which is where Louis is from. And her family is all like in New York and like Bulgaria or something crazy like that. And so he is currently traveling. Like if you go look him up right now, he has his own channel called Fun for Louis. And he is traveling in a VW bus that he converted to electric. And he's trying to get to New York from like San Diego. And it's not going well, is all I'm going to say. <laughs> he keeps running out of battery. And he keeps trying to like, he had to push his bus for like a mile one night by himself. I mean, it's just, yeah, it's crazy, but they're really fun to watch. And just like, well, really? yeah. He's, he's got like dreadlocks and he's British and he's had all these crazy experiences. But then their other friends are um, this couple, their channel is called Kinging It. And they are currently, they converted a bus and they are Welsh and they are driving to the Netherlands for the winter in their bus. And they had to like make it all winterproof. And they're just, they are a riot the girl had cancer like 10 years ago and her hair never came back the way that she wanted it to. So she just unabashedly wears all these wigs like every hair every day. Her hair is completely different, but they're really good wigs. And so you're just like, wait a minute. Like, how did her hair how did it just grow eight inches? Like she and they're she's just goofy and they're they're a really fun couple. And then the other one. OK, the final friend of this friend group is Sailing La Vagabond. And they are this couple from Australia who have a trimaran that they live on with their two little kids. And then they have like a nanny who will come and live and a crew member who will come and live. Like they have this constant rotation of people who come and live with them on their sailboat. And I just can't imagine living on a sailboat with a one-year-old and a three-year-old. My word. Yeah, but they do. And they travel all over. And so those are those are my travel channels <laughs> that I, I love. And I watch all of their episodes. A whole subculture of friends that you have that I just knew nothing about. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I love these people. They're just like, they're so fun. And they do such a good job of making like these cinematic episodes every week. I'm just, I'm so impressed with them. So and they all have and like fun personalities. Right. This is what they do for yes. a living. Yes. Okay. For sure. They have sponsors on their episodes and a lot of them have like side businesses and stuff as well and merch. But yeah, this is what they're doing for sure. Um, okay. How do I narrow down this list? There are so many other ones. I'm just gonna rattle them off really quickly. For business, obviously, I love Casey Neistat. He started making videos again, and so those are really fun to watch. He's doing a good job of making them really short. And a lot of them are about New York City, which I love. Um, so his content is always just incredible. But I also really love Modern Millie, Think Media, Katie Steckley, and Aaron On Demand for business stuff. So if anybody's interested in businessy things on YouTube, I really like all of those ones. Another area that you will not be interested in at all, Katie, is uh, productivity and tech on <laughs> YouTube and yeah yeah and some planning thrown in there so my favorites are K Digital Studio Byte Review 
Um, and he's British and he does a really good job. He's fun. Passion Planner and Jules Acri. So I will have all of these linked in the show notes. So you don't have to try to remember all of them, but those are like my planning, productivity, and tech channels that I enjoy. Okay. So, did you have any other content that you have consumed this year that you want to share with us? No. And I feel like, like, how do you have time for all of those shows? <laughs> like, I'm impressed that you- I know. I sound ridiculous. It's impressive. I would well, just say. <laughs> I don't know if it's impressive or worrisome, but I take a bath almost every night and I always watch a show when I'm in the bath. Did I even talk about all of I didn't even finish. I mi- I missed Handmaid's Tale. I watched Handmaid's Tale this year. I got caught up on that. It was very good. Isn't that one kind of scary? It is. It's so, yeah, it's so crazy. It is so crazy. And I had put it off for over a year because I it gets so dark. And I knew I was heading into like a dark season of Handmaid's Tale. And I just kept putting it off. But then once I got into it, I got sucked in and I watched two seasons back to back and got all caught up. And it got so buck wild by the last episode. I was like, I wish I had somebody to talk about it too, because it was so like, what? are you kidding me? This just happened. So yeah. Anyway, I love Handmaid's Tale, but I know it's for a lot of weird personal reasons. But anyway, I so I watch in the bath every night, <laughs> but I also will put it on like my iPad while I'm making dinner or I will put it because I have a pop socket mount on my mirror in my bathroom. So I will put my phone on there and I will watch a YouTube video like while I'm doing my makeup in the morning. Or like a lot of the travel episodes, they come out on the weekends and my kids like a lot of those channels too. And so we'll, that's like what we'll watch on like a Saturday morning. We'll be like, oh, Karen Nate's new episode is out. And so we'll sit there and watch it together. And that's been something fun for even like Judah and I watch, he watches a lot of YouTube that I do not watch, but there are some of these that we actually like meet up on that we enjoy together. Now, if I were going to say what my kids, like my girls like the most, they are currently obsessed with this channel called Not Enough Nelsons. And it's this family who has, I think, 17 kids and they adopted nine of them. So this mom is like the most bubbly mom ever. And she'll do like, this is how I pack 17 lunches and whatever. And my kids just get completely absorbed in it. And then want these ridiculous lunches. But um, (laughs) they love that channel. So, okay. So, yeah, I do consume a lot of content, but I just kind of like always have it on in the background or like while I'm doing other things. So it's not like I'm just sitting down wasting away (laughs) for hours in front of the TV. It's always like while I'm doing something else or while I'm cleaning, while I'm folding laundry. That's a big one. Um, Yeah. And the podcast I generally am listening to while I'm driving and I have a lot of driving time. And so, yeah, I just kind of always have something playing. Yeah. And I and I read every single night. And I will say I have I read so many more books this year just from that commitment to read a little bit every night. I've only missed two days the whole year. And even if that only (laughs) meant I read two pages. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Yep. And it was Oscar Sunday. And then one day in the summer when a bunch of crazy stuff was going on. But other than that, I have not missed a day. It was just those two days all year. And I've so far read like 
34 books for the year. Good for you. So it, those, all that little bit of time, you know, it adds up. Yeah. All right. This has been a long episode. Thanks for hanging with us, guys. I hope we didn't bore you entirely. I know I talked a lot, but this was our favorite content of the year. All right. I will see you next week for our, it will be our final episode for the year. Katie and I are going to do like the wrap up on our goals and our words and what we're looking forward to goals wise and all of that for 2023. So we'll talk to you then. Okay. All right, ladies, that is it for this week's episode. We mentioned a lot of links in today's podcast. So if you want just a quick way to find any of the things that we talked about, you can go to our show notes, which you can find at mackenziecoppa.com and click on podcast, or you can swipe up in whatever app you are listening to the podcast on and find them there. Also, as an aside, we really appreciate when you leave us those ratings and reviews in iTunes or Spotify. It helps them to recommend the show to other people who might be interested. It helps them to realize that people are still listening to the show. So if you haven't done that yet and you want to give us a little Christmas gift, we would so appreciate if you would head over there, leave us a quick review. Five stars would be great. Say something nice about the show and then they will help other people to find it as well. Also, just so you know, I am working on getting my links updated in all of the places. And while I haven't quite gotten to the website yet, I have updated a whole bunch of links in my Instagram bio link. So if you want links to any of the things that I have been talking about, whether it's Beauty Counter or ASEA or Patch Aid or Skillshare or any of those other companies that I really love and support, you can find them by clicking on the link in my Instagram bio, which is at Mackenzie Coppa, or you can go to MackenzieCoppa.com slash Instagram and you will find all of the links there as well. So if you're doing any of that last minute Christmas shopping, trying to get things in before the last day that you can get stuff to arrive then you can head over there and shop through our links show us a little bit of support which we so so appreciate all right that's it for this week's episode we hope you are having a wonderful holiday season we will see you back next week for our final episode of the year until then go be bold and gracious 